comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. money. <laughs> dollar, dollar. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Backdoor Cover IB Sports Gambling Podcast. I am your host, Keith Fleming. With me, as always, the gambling guru himself, Alan, a.k.a. Actively Lazy. Alan, what's going on, man? How did you do in your contests this uh, past week? The Patriots screwed me, so I ended up with three. Um, and they screwed me out of a teaser, too, which kind of sucked. Uh, but um, I was up. I was up. Uh, I was up like four or five units. And I blew it all on NBA. So if Andrew Wiggins, <laughs> so if Andrew Wiggins doesn't get over uh, 16 and a half points tonight, uh, I got to go back to the drawing board. But I do have one money line play already in – or actually not a money line play. Actually, it is a money line play. I do have one play already in set for the Thursday night game. So I'll, I'll let you know when we get to that. All right. So you overall went three and two this week. And yeah, you know three and two. In the I am number 81. Pretty impressive. Is that how many people are in it? Uh, 10,000. Wow. That is, uh, again, there's a reason I call you the gambling guru. Uh, it's not good enough. <laughs> it's pretty fucking good, though. No, it pretty is pretty good. good. Uh, again, before we start, want to remind everyone you need to be following the IB Sports Podcast Network. That is on iTunes and Spotify. You can find... You guys just recorded it. You got a Minute Fam episode, correct? Yeah. I'm sure you and RC got into some shenanigans uh, on that podcast. You guys always do. It's highly entertaining. You should check that out. And then you uh, have, despite you know me telling you not to, decided to go live with Joe the Brain Matz on Sunday afternoons in the group. Uh, yeah, Sunday evenings at 7.30, 7.45-ish, depending on how good that last game is. Uh, we try to do a um, quick recap of the Sunday action before that Sunday night game. That is a live stream, so feel free to uh, join and uh, chat. We'll, I think, at one point try to get opposing fans on there to talk about their teams as well. We're just, we're just giving it a couple weeks. We just need more participation, and then I'll start adding people to the to the conversation. You just want to stir the pot, basically, is what you're saying. Oh, yeah, might as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm with it. Uh, so be sure, again, to subscribe to that. Uh, there is an all-star uh, membership for IB that you should definitely join. It includes some gambling picks from the gambling guru himself, Alan. Uh, for more information on that, you can reach out to either one of those or either one of us or just ask in the IB Sports group. Also, be sure to follow IB Sports on Instagram. Twitter and obviously the Facebook group. Uh, we're in week eight, Alan, and I think last week proved once again who knows what the hell's going on. Uh, I think the Tampa Bay loss was the one more than any that just. I mean, do you know anybody that was like, yeah, Carolina's going to win that game? We said that Carolina had a solid chance to cover, but I don't think any. I don't think anybody. Um, predicted a win hell no (laughs) it is just uh the nfl is just reminding you every week that uh it's just it's murphy's law we joked right about dj being murphy's law in golf uh when we when we're gambling on that but in reality the nfl is murphy's law it's just 
absolutely nuts. But on a positive note, the Thursday night game this week is not trash. Uh, we got on Thursday night the Baltimore Ravens going to Tampa. Baltimore is giving a point and a half. And, man, like, this is the kind of game that I would think that all the smart money is probably going to go on Tampa. They're reeling right. I'm sure all of, uh, you know, the the idiots like myself will be like, man, there's no way Tampa's going to win this game. It's an extremely short week for them. Uh, well, I, I am an idiot, though, Alan. I, I'm going to take Baltimore. I just – until I see something from this Tampa Bay team, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm still baffled. They lost back-to-back weeks to the Pittsburgh Steelers, not just with the rookie, but also with Mitch Trubisky, you know, relieving him, and the Carolina Panthers that, you know, said screw it, we're, we're, we're benching Baker, which obviously you can't blame them there, but they traded CMC, and all they did was go out and play their best game of the year. Uh, Baltimore, they need this one. Cincinnati's coming on strong. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the points with the Ravens. I think they win this week, even though I know the home teams typically do well on Thursday nights. <sighs> Man, let me get the Ravens first half money line. I don't want any part of this full game. <laughs> Ravens can't close a game out, man. Ravens can't That's close fair. a game out. And Tom Brady's still Tom Brady, whether we whether we you know, you, you just don't wanna be the, the idiot. Um but it's, it's like you said, it's really hard to back the 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 uh, Bucks right now. I actually watched some of that game today during my lunch on all twenty twos, and um, the way that the the way that the Panthers played them was so aggressive. I'm not. I'm part of me is wondering if maybe they just were not expecting that. Uh, the receivers don't get any separation right now. And that's been a, that was an issue in that Panthers game. And he also didn't have a lot of time because the Panthers pass rush, whether people want to talk about it or not, is pretty decent. I don't think he's facing that kind of pressure uh, from the Ravens. I'll have to double check um, if they've been getting pressure on guys or not. But uh, he's going to see he's going to see pretty much the same kind of looks that he was getting um, against the Panthers, a, a mix of cover two and um I don't think the Ravens run um, a lot of cover three anymore, thanks to the to the Dolphins. <laughs> but they yeah, probably will. But, kinda... Yeah, the Dolphins kind of exploited everything they did, but they probably will just because they're not facing that kind of speed. Um, but he's going to face an, a, a defense that's going to get in these receivers' face, um, and he's going to have to make these these tight throws that he was trying to make against the Panthers. It just wasn't working. So uh, I think the Ravens clearly have enough to to be winning at half but every fourth quarter man i've never in my history of watching nfl games to my knowledge even as a child i've never seen a team with with this kind of talent like just constantly find themselves blowing leads like it yeah jacoby Brissett gave them the falcons once again if he didn't turn over they should have lost that game yeah i was I was going to say, I'm not trying to be mean. Maybe the Falcons uh, during the Matt Ryan tenure a little bit had some of that in them where they would just inexplicably let teams back in the games. But, like, the Ravens have a clock-controlling offense, which is even more kind of confusing because for some reason in the fourth quarters, they can't they can't sustain drives, they can't run clock, 
and it's always exciting. And I don't, I, I've seen too much of Tom Brady to to want to to risk not only a super bet but actually money on the Ravens winning. So I'm just gonna be in first half. I I, I can completely co-sign with that. Um, moving on to Sunday at one o'clock, the Broncos. We thought they were bad with Russell Wilson. We saw what it would be with Big Pen at quarterback last Sunday. They're going to Jacksonville. Jacksonville is giving two and a half points. Man, you want to talk about two teams that shouldn't be getting points. Like, I mean, do you feel comfortable giving points with either one of these two teams? Jacksonville can't seem to get out of their own way. Denver obviously can't score. Uh if I had to, I'm going to take the points. I think both these teams are bad. And I think Denver's defense is a little bit better. And if Thigpen, uh, if he plays again, if he just doesn't turn it over, I think they can do enough to win. But uh, these are two teams right now that just, they, they can't get away. Jacksonville is, by DVOA standards, a really good team, offensively and defensively. But they keep shooting themselves in the foot. One of the highest penalized teams in the NFL one of the teams that makes more turnover or causes, gives, you know, on themselves, turn the ball over. Uh, I just, I can't trust Jacksonville right now. All right. So um, it's uh, it's in London and um, it was Brett Rip. I was Jackson, Brett Rippin. Is it Rippin? I always want to say yeah. Rippin because of baseball. Mark, Mark, but it's Mark, Mark's nephews, um, Brett, right? Yeah. No, it's his nephew. Or nephew. I thought yeah, it was nephew. his son, but it's his, yeah, it's his like, yeah, nephew. nephew or something. I know him from Boise State, um, but yeah, Rip Rippin was um, was the quarterback. Not much difference in the team with Russell Wilson um, was back there, but based off of the line movement I'm seeing, um, with this being a, a true neutral site game, um, it's going down. So I feel like it's like that's telling me Russell Wilson's gonna play. Um, I don't think I don't think Vegas would would be entertaining ripping winning uh, <laughs> winning this game, but um, I like I like the Broncos with the points because even though they haven't won games like they should have, they haven't really lost the game either. Kind of like in the fashion that the Jags tend to be doing lately. Because their defense is legit. I yeah, mean, the Broncos' defense is really defense, good. Yeah, I you know I don't want to I don't want to stay on it too long, but that defense is just absolutely amazing. Every week they're prepared. Uh, doesn't it never looks like they've got a bad game plan? They execute so well. Um, one of the the best combo rushes that I've seen of a front line uh, in the league. And what I mean by combo rush, I mean like that, like for me, there's no one star. Chubb obviously is the, the main guy, but they're not dependent on Chubb to generate pressure uh, every single play. Like this is a, a full unit that works hard. They're active. They do stunts. Um, they just get after people. And Sertan is a beast. I love him. I loved him when he was coming out of college. I think he's been great for that team as well. And they hit. They tackle properly. Uh, it's just, I cannot speak high enough of this defense in spite of their terrible head coach and um, awful quarterback and just low-budget offense. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Which is a shame because they should, they, they should be everything that people thought they were going to be if just the offense was what you know people assumed it would be with Russell coming over and the upgrade. 
Yeah. And uh, the Javante Williams injury, though, is the one thing that has really hurt them. I think even more so in the quarterback play. He was such a vital part of this offense. But I just I don't trust the Jaguars. I mean, I think they've had at least three turnovers in uh, four of the last five games. Yeah, I don't trust the Jags either. But if the line's really two and a half, I'll just take the Broncos money line. I like that. Um, the Panthers travel to Atlanta, coming off again, just one of the most shocking wins uh, in quite some time against Tampa Bay. I think it's going to be a letdown game for the Panthers. Uh, again, I think the Falcons are well coached. Uh, they don't make mistakes. We don't turn the ball over. And I think against a bad Carolina team, uh, we're going to find a way to get this done and cover the spread. I, I think the Falcons win this, you know, by seven to 10 points and control the game uh, pretty well. I know Carolina's defense is pretty good, but uh, I think Arthur Smith's going to figure out a way like he has all season to move the ball, uh, whether that be with Mariota throwing it 11 times for 124 yards or whether that's just running it down their throat with some kind of combination of Algier, Huntley, and Mariota. I don't want y'all to cover. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking my points with the Panthers, but it's, it's it's in my super contest. But it's one of those ones that I'm sure I'm gonna I'm gonna push out at some point. But um, I just think with I think PJ Walker can um, can move the ball enough. Against this this uh, Falcons defense, pitiful. It's pitiful yeah. against the pass. It really yeah, is. to to move the ball enough to to keep it in check within four. I got it at four and a half. It went down to four. It might be going a little bit lower, but I feel like four and a half is a good number for a backdoor cover. All right, the Bears are going to the boys. Uh, I don't think it was quite the return game for Dak that the Cowboys won, even though they won the game fairly easily in the second half, thanks to their defense. Uh, the Bears, another surprising win. I don't think very many people had them winning outright uh, Monday night. They really dominated that game versus New England, and the Cowboys are given nine and a half. And I, Justin Fields just seems to find a way to score points and actually keep the Bears in games, which has been what's has surprised me more than anything, looking back at their, their games, really, other than the game versus the Packers, they have been kind of within a touchdown, uh, you know, late of all these games. So you're talking about nine and a half points. I'm going to buy it up to 10 and give me the Bears. Yeah, it was at 10 and a half, and I, and I looked at it, and I wanted to jump on it, and then I just, I don't know, I went to sleep. was like, I'll sleep on it. <laughs> in the morning, it was nine and a half. I was like, you bastards. Um the only thing that worries me is Justin Fields will throw interceptions from time to time. Um, and granted, he he's obviously um, a dual threat quarterback, more of a more of a threat as a runner in this offense from, than than they probably prefer. But he, I mean, he has twenty yard runs and and stuff like that to extend drives and everything and. Cowboys offense hasn't looked that great. If this spread is covered, it's covered by the the defense of the Cowboys and and their um, disruptive ability. That would be my only concern. Uh, Ten and a half, I definitely definitely caught my eye. Nine and a half, I'm a little weary of that, but um, I would not be totally shocked 
if the the Bears keep some momentum from this game against the Patriots and they come in here and at least make it difficult for the Cowboys, because we saw the Lions give them fits for at least three quarters. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. And I think the other thing people are just sleeping on, the Bears have two good running backs, and that makes a really big difference when you have two guys that can move the chain. And I also think that the Cowboys, they're going to get pressure. And when you get pressure, Fields is more likely to run. And, I mean, let's be honest, right now, He's more dangerous when he's in that situation than he when he has time to sit back and throw. So it, it makes me a little bit more confident than you are, but I, I think the Bears find a way to cover this. Miami is traveling to Detroit. Uh, the Dolphins coming off a big win. The Lions, um, man, the Lions are bad. I think we had the, the thought earlier this season that maybe the Lions were a frisky, sneaky, good team. I think their offense is legitimately, you know, decent, good, but boy, their defense is trash. Miami is only giving three points. I just seen Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle in a dome. Uh, they are going to torch the secondary. I think Raheem Mostert is going to have a big day. The Lions are one of the worst teams in the league versus the run. I think Miami wins and covers easily. Yeah, I um. I was all over Miami at three. Um, I'll be really upset if they don't cover. And I would say the Lions are they're a hard team to to kind of put your finger on right now because they they were decent against the number, but these last couple games have been really bad. I'm not sure if it's because like they keep getting injuries to St. Brown and stuff like that. But um, Swift hasn't been playing, which is a yeah. big deal. And the, I still think the Dolphins' defense as a unit is a little bit underrated. They should get some turnovers mm-hmm. here. So I, I really like it. It's like one of my favorite plays this week. And um, I wish it's I had a, I wish I had to lay more on it when it first opened as far as like money. But it's in my super contest for sure. All right, the Arizona Cardinals, who look kind of frisky on offense with DeAndre Hopkins back. Shocker, right? They're going to Minnesota, who I think is by far the worst team in the NFL with the record that they have. I believe they're five, what are they, five and one, four and one. Uh, Minnesota is giving three and a half points. I think that's too many. Give me the Cardinals. I just, I don't trust this Minnesota team. I know it seems like every week I bet against them. Every week they seem to win and cover. Uh, but I am going to take the Cardinals. I just don't trust this Vikings team. I think we're going to see them go through a lull. Uh, sometime soon uh, this season. I hate betting on Cliff Clisberry, but I just I think that this Cardinals offense is so much different with DeAndre Hopkins in it. Murray is such a different quarterback, and if you're going to give me three and a half points, I'm going to take it and what I think should be a shootout. Yeah, man, I'm I'm not a fan of the Vikings. Um, actually, probably going to put some money on the Cardinals money line just. Just because I feel like these are the types of games that they found a way to win. With Hopkins back, this this offense will move the ball more consistently. Um, they won't have as many three and outs. Um, he's, he is the safety valve. Uh, James Conner may be coming back this week too, which I think people underestimate how important he is. And the defense just needs to stay aggressive. Um, and they should be able to get to Kirk Cousins and rattle him a little bit. I definitely was on. I actually just got it at four which I thought was great because um, we know Kyler Murray is great for a garbage touchdown. He's got a lot of – he's got a lot of Russell Wilson in him. 
uh, when it comes to like just for no reason in the fourth quarter coming to life and and killing your your uh, your cover. So um, I took the four, and um, I I think that the real key here would be Dalvin Cook. If he gets moving and they can run the ball on the um, on the Cardinals, they should win um, pretty easily. But I'm I'm hopeful and optimistic that that won't happen. All right, we got the Raiders going to New Orleans. Vegas is giving two and a half. The Raiders look like a completely different team since they have made Josh Jacobs the focal point of their offense. He is running uh, just tremendously right now. Uh, I think it's now almost 500 yards in his last four weeks. Uh, But the problem is the Raiders are so bad against the pass. Uh, I can promise you that this week in Daily Fantasy, whether it's Jameis Winston, whether it's Andy Dalton, I don't care who it is, I will be putting New Orleans Saints quarterback versus this Raiders defense for sure. Uh, Love the Chris Olave stack this week. And I'm going to buy it up to three. And I actually like the Saints with the points in this game. I think they keep it close. I think it's another game that is a shootout, comes down to the wire. I think the Raiders find a way to win, but I just I think they they win close. How healthy are the Saints? That's my question. And you talking about like their their rumor Michael Thomas should be back. Jarvis Landry is still questionable. You know, obviously Kamara's playing. Alave's there. What about Lattimore? Lattimore, that is a good question. Uh, again, though, what worries me more than anything is just Josh Jacobs running down the Saints' throats. Uh, the, the Saints have actually, even without Lattimore, not been terrible uh, against the pass. I mean, even last week it was Benjamin, I think, that surprised people by having such a, a, a big game. Um, let's see where Lattimore is. Uh, I'm saying. Uh, let me look at the Saints schedule real quick, because from, from what I've seen with the Saints, uh, Defensively, I thought they've they've held their own against um against the run. I thought I mean last week it's, it's a Thursday night game, man. Thursday night games kinda suck. Um That's but, true. Uh I don't know if I want to buy in on the Raiders yet. They find they will they are a team that finds a way to lose games in the end too. Um, yep. But you know, you can't overlook the fact Dalton was turning the ball over. That sucked. That really he threw four touchdowns. I mean, it, that, that's the thing that I just – the Raiders are so bad against the pass. I mean, further proof was even Davis Mills looked pretty good uh, last week versus this Raiders uh, secondary, and he had looked terrible uh, the previous games. I just – I don't trust – I mean, I don't trust either one of these teams, but in New Orleans, getting the points – uh, I mean, I think the Bengals are better than the Raiders, and the Saints kind of had the Bengals. Now, granted, they blew that game at the very end, obviously, with the Jamar Chase 50-yard touchdown with about a minute and a half left, but they were right there to the end, and I just think they find a way to cover if, you, if you're giving me three points. Yeah, I agree. All right. I, I, when was the last time we were saying Pats at Jets was a big game uh, in Sexy the Sexy Rexy, baby. Unbelievable. That's been like, what a decade. Yeah, it's been a decade. Or maybe maybe Mangini Spygate, but we won't go there, right? We will not go there. The the Jets, I I think it's a little disrespectful that New England is giving one and a half 
coming off again, a, a bad loss to Chicago. Uh, it's sort of a short week for New England. Again, I, I said this with the Giants-Ravens game earlier in the year, and I think the same thing applies here. This is going to be a home crowd that is absolutely worth three points. I think it's going to be rabid. I like that the Jets went out and traded for James Robinson because it's just a, it's a real shame about Brees Hall, who is uh, just one of the most electric players in this draft class. Uh, he is done for the year, obviously having torn his ACL. And it just seems like it's New York's years where they're just there. I mean, not like they're going to you know, obviously go deep in the playoffs or anything, but they just seem to win all these close games. Both of them do. The Jets defense is really good. And I don't like what the Pats are doing with this will they, won't they with Zappi and Jones. I got to give you full credit for the call on Zappi, who looks like he should be the starting quarterback right now uh, for the New England Patriots, even though they will not name that. I'm going to take another underdog here. I'm going to take the Jets and the points at home versus New England. And I think they're going to shock the world with an upset and be six and two through eight games, which nobody thought. I'm not betting the Patriots and Mac Jones starts ever again. I was so upset. I'm serious, man. I I no, kid no, you not. I, I don't I don't bad. care what nobody says. He killed that game. Um, it he was did. it was hard for the for the Patriots as a team to just to just get back into it. Like that was Bill's fault. Bill messed up the chemistry on the team. He messed it up. Did you I hear the think... crowd when Zappy came in? Like it's been a while since I've seen it be that one sided for you know a player on a team. I mean, like they were. It gave a jolt. Uh, to the team, and that's to your point. Why were they not starting him from the get go? I don't even think I don't think it was fair to um to Mac Jones. I don't think he was a hundred percent. Like he probably should have sat out another game. But dude, the, the the interceptions was stood out to me the most. Like, they were bad. That was the most Jimmy G like throw when he <laughs> when he let that ball go. I like in real time. I'm sitting in my living room like, don't throw that. Don't. Why would you throw that? Like, what what are you thinking? Like like for, and then it was funny that somebody's got a clip of him on the sideline saying I'm out. You damn right you're out. <laughs> and then Zappy comes in and, and gives him two touchdowns. And, touchdown, and, yep. and they just got run over by the Bears offense. Um still trying to figure out why nobody understands how to QB spy in today's NFL. Um there was one play before the half where uh it was it was like second and forever. Um, and they line up in an empty set. It literally screams QB power. You know, damn right. It's yep. raining. They ain't going to throw the ball. QB power, man. Like, just get ready. How your linebackers ready? And they were playing pass, which is the most confusing thing ever. And he runs for like 16 yards and he ended up getting a field goal. But it was just like little things like that throughout the game where – it just didn't look like a, a Bill Belichick team. Like, if there's one thing Bill is, it's usually prepared. If he loses, right. he's typically losing because he doesn't have uh, the talent. The horses. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen him get outright beat like that in a long time, especially by somebody like the Bears coaches. <laughs> he usually feasts on first-year coaches and quarterbacks. Right. It was so awful as a gambler, man. But – I, think, I would have bet a million dollars that they were going to just shut down fields. You know yeah. I mean, like this was like a, I mean, a tailor made game. That's why I'm worried with Zach Wilson. I know there's a good chance that they could flip that, you know, script, but it just, something's up and, you know, Wilson can move a little bit. I think the Jets are going to be able to run the ball. And again, I think that crowd is going to be electric and the Jets D is legit good. Don't you think? Oh yeah. No, the Jets, the silver lining to that game, um, 
is that um uh, fuck, I forgot what I was gonna say. There was a positive to it, <laughs> but but either way, yeah, the Jets um the Jet like Wilson can move. Uh, they picked up Robinson, um, who's a downhill runner, should help them. Um, he's you know make up for where they lose him with Brees Hall. I I do worry about Zappy's like lack of velocity on his throws against a aggressive um, secondary like the Jets. Could be a sauce game. Oh yeah, it could definitely be a sauce game. He he's he's picking half of that shit. <laughs> it's the Bears. Sauce is so aggressive and athletic. But one thing about Zappy though is he's playing within the scheme. He's not overdoing it. He's not overthinking it. Like they they run the they run the play actions with Zappy. He makes his first read. That guy's open. No hesitation. Boom. Mac Jones same play action, sees the guy open, hesitates, look, then starts checking down for no reason, going through progressions, like, what are you doing? I get it. It's not the best system in the world. You don't have the best offensive coordinators in the world, but it, he he made he made it more complicated than what it should have been, and uh, it's a little disappointing that he's acting like this, considering, like, he came up in competition Um in uh in Alabama so it shouldn't shouldn't bother him uh but it I'm pretty sure it's demoralizing when the crowd is cheering for Zappy Zappy's interceptions won't even his fault really it was like the ball got batted or deflected several times um so I again if Zappy's starting let me get the Patriots um if Zappy's not starting they can go to hell give me the Jets And so if he's if he's not starting and it is Jones, would you go Jets money line or would you take the points? Yeah, I'll take Jets money line. Okay. The uh Steelers go to Philadelphia. Philadelphia is giving eleven. I the Eagles have really like just pounded bad teams early in this year. I think that continues. I think people have kind of not realized that they've played some pretty tough teams the last couple of weeks and they've won all those games, by the way, on top of that, but Earlier in the year, they were winning by, you know, 15, 20 points. I think that gets back this week. Uh, I think they're going to have a field day with the young Kenny Pickett and the Steelers. And the Steelers D is not, you know, the Steelers D that we're used to. I think the Eagles roll in this game at home. uh, High on the Philadelphia Phillies being in the World Series. Um, I have no idea. Uh, what to think of the Steelers other than maybe they show up for a big game. I I was listening to the um to the Ross Tucker podcast and Fez was, or maybe it was Ross Tucker. I don't think Fez says stupid stuff like this, but Ross Tucker was like, yeah, I'm I really like it when I'm seeing out the Steelers defense. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, they they beat the the Bucks. That's great, but I mean. That was the only game I could think of since TJ Watt went down that I was like, oh, they look good. No, hell no. Yeah. Hell no. I mean, they did okay against the, the Dolphins, but Flores literally coached Tua. <laughs> so yep. Typically, if, you're de- if your coach was a defensive coordinator and he goes to another team and runs that defense, he's usually got the blueprint to make it difficult for you, and I think that's what we you're saw. You're not going to hold the Eagles to 19 Yeah, points. man. Like, that's I, – I don't like it. Um, And I still don't – the way the Eagles coach coaches, I just don't think anything over um, nine is is a good idea to lay with them. So you would you would take the points? I would consider taking the points. It's kind of a no play for me, but um, I mean, it's a big spread. Maybe a big maybe sure. 
if the first half spread is is like six and a half or or seven, I look. That's the way maybe do it. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't want to be on tap for the whole game. I don't want to be on tap for just to watch a touchdown with two yeah. minutes left. That yep. Yeah. Uh, I get you there. The four p.m. games. Uh, man, I'm so mad. The Titans. They were there all off season. We should have known they were probably going to be the team to come out of this division. Uh, you know, I've. I, flirted with the Jaguars, I flirted with the Colts, and I just just disrespected the Titans, and they look like that team. They're going to the Texans. They are two-point favorites, the Titans are. All you need to know for the Tennessee Titans and Derrick Henry's last three games versus the Houston Texans, 211 yards, three touchdowns, 212 yards, two touchdowns, 250 yards, two touchdowns, and oh, by the way, the Texans are dead last in the NFL against the run. Derrick Henry's going to have a field day. The Titans will win pretty easily. Yeah, this is why I moved up to two and a half. I would expect it to be closer to three. Um, not sure why it was so low in the first place. Even if Tannehill doesn't play, like Malik Willis can he can run the offense. Hell, they can just run a, a two-man rushing attack with Willis exactly. and, uh, and Henry, and it should be fine. Uh, the offense moved the ball real well against the against the Raiders. I guess that would be the only uh, reason for concern. And the but Titans again, the have, Raiders secondary and pass defense is trash. Which yeah, I know the, the Titans isn't much better, but it's a little better than the Raiders. The the Titans the Titans um, do have a tendency to make games like this closer than what they should be. But I, I just can't. I like you. You can't make me. But you're you're essentially telling me that the Texans money line is the play here, and I just cannot agree with that. All right, the Commanders are going to the Colts. The Colts are giving three points. I want to spend a second. What are your thoughts on Sam Ellinger? I know you are, you know, kind of a quarterback whisperer. You, to your credit, called it with Zappy. He's been very good. Uh, when I laughed when he told me that the kid could play, I'm like, are you serious? Uh, apparently you were because he is. What do you think of Sam Ellinger? Sam Elger's a, he's a he's kind of a goof. Um, he can he, run a little bit, right? Which yeah, I mean, I, did, I was still, not aware of. Uh, I absolutely hate using this term. He's a gamer. Like he's he's going to give you everything he's got. Um, you're never going to get anything less than max effort. That's what I liked about him when he was at Texas. But ability-wise, it's slightly above average um, arm, slightly above average uh, athleticism. Uh, slightly below average. So what's a comp? A comp for him, yeah. like an NFL comp. Yeah. Uh, right now. Um. Jimmy G. Hell no, 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 no! I wouldn't do him like that. Yeah. He's more athletic than Jimmy G. Uh, yeah. at at best, he's Josh Allen before um before he, he got hit. Yeah. Yeah. At best. So, do you, having said that, you think the, is this something that's going to you know jolt the Colts? Because you can look at this one of two ways. You can look at it: a, they are making the move, knowing that you know Ryan is not going to work with that offensive line. It's just, I mean, Ryan's just—he's pretty much done. But I mean, he definitely is done when he has no time to throw. Need a more athletic quarterback. Or are they kind of throwing in the white towel, saying, you know what? Uh, let the kid get thrown to the wolves. If he's really bad, maybe we get one of these top quarterbacks next year, and we got a really talented roster around him. Um, I'm confused. Who's making this call? Because Frank Wright seems to be committed to these sorry ass quarterbacks. 
and um, Matt Ryan ain't played no worse than, than Carson Wentz. At I, I I feel like he's getting a really raw deal. Because I mean, yeah. they, they, it's it's been said publicly that whether he was injured or not, they were making yeah. this move, and that, that that's it for the year. Uh, so it's I don't know what's going on. I mean, it's yeah. almost like he's scapegoating them, which I think is unfair, but. Uh, you know, it is what it is at this point. My thing is, do you think there's value potentially in Washington who does have a pass rush? We know the Colts have struggled, uh, you know, protecting Ryan at times. Is there maybe some value in a money line play here with Washington against a, a rookie making his first start? Oh, yeah, I think there's value here uh, in Washington uh, money line. Uh they, they're a better team without Carson Wentz starting. I'll, I'll say that. Um, Heineke can move the ball. He'll also find uh, Terry, um, which mm-hmm. seems to be – and then they were able to run the ball pretty well with uh, – Robinson's with good, Gibson, man. Gibson and – And, uh, and Robinson. Ju- Robinson, yeah. Yeah, so I, I like what I saw out of them um, dating back to the to the Bears game. Uh, I, I feel like they they figured some things out in their running attack, and that's helped their passing attack. And they're a more complete offense right now as far as how they, they approach games and what they can do. So um, I feel like this was a desperation move by the Colts, and it's going to backfire a little. I, I uh, That's what I was asking. I, I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, I mean, I'm all for you know more better QBs. I think that that's what the league needs. We need to continue to get good young quarterbacks. But I almost feel like this is a move where they're saying – uh, kind of what I've been wanting our Falcons to do, just play Ritter. You know what I mean? Like our our ceiling is very, very, very low. So let's just let the kid play. Worst case, if we suck, you know, it's more likely we get a good draft pick and get a chance to get one of these, you know, quarterbacks that are coming out. So uh, your 49ers going to the Rams. This line, I know y'all have owned them. It really shocked me. San Francisco minus one and a half. I just. Uh, the way Jimmy G's playing, y'all are going to get some guys back. Bosa's going to be back. Is that right? Bosa was there last week. Oh, he was there last week. Yeah. Um, well, in that case, give me the Rams. I'm just shocked that they are underdogs uh, right now. I mean, I know they're not very good either, but, uh, I mean, that's saying, you know, the Niners would be, what, four-and-a-half-point favorites, right, if this was in San Francisco? Mm-hmm. Um. We typically, we, I mean, we just we have a great record against McVay during the regular season. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take us. We're, we're like not, it. we're not like this. It's just a gambling angle. We're not as bad as we've been, as we looked. Uh, obviously, against the fucking Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Like I knew we were gonna lose that game. People were really tripping. You know that line at one point was down to. Uh, Minus one and a half Chiefs. Yeah, remember I was asking you yeah, I was I was, how low it was last week on the pod. Yeah, and I was like, ain't no way in hell. <laughs> and I'm a Niners fan. But um yeah, I think I think this is this is a, a welcome sight, even though it sounds crazy to say that, but a team that you have a good history against. Right. Um and you're and you're in a must win situation, division game. Um, I think we have the emotions to overcome it. There's absolutely no fixes for the Rams' offensive line, and that's how we beat them last time. And I don't see that changing. Any chance uh, we see something really special 
uh, that we haven't seen yet with some formations with CMC and Debo Samuel. No, I mean, the only thing they could do is a Wildcat with McCaffrey and uh, and Debo, but that would make no sense. Um, I know Christian can throw a little. Uh, it would be a good variation to, or a good wrinkle to put in there, but it's not necessary. Um, and I don't think we're going to be using um, them any differently than what what you're supposed to do. Like people are online saying like McCaffrey's going to take away from Debo's um, carries, and that's just stupid. Uh, he's not going to change anything for Debo. I think he's going to help him in the passing. Yeah, I was going to say he's going to make him. Right? Well, it make it a little bit easier, but Jimmy G got to throw the damn ball. Um, That's fair. <laughs> you saw that. You saw that video I sent you, right? I like, saw. Yeah, yeah, he's not. He's not making the reads, which is just. Oh, I don't want to talk about it, but let me just get my Niners here. Uh, I will say the main reason I'm on the Rams in this game, if they are going to find something on offense, it might start this week with the return of Van Jefferson, who I think is a good receiver, and they just need another weapon, anybody. So. Um, oh wait, real quick! I just want yeah. everybody to know I took the Panthers out of my um my super contest and put the the Commanders. I, I like that. Uh, the Panthers. <laughs> All right, so last four o'clock game: Giants, the New York Football Giants. They just can't lose. Going to Seattle. Seattle has the traditional three point favorite. I just again, the Giants are really well coached. And I'm going to keep riding that train. I know it's luck, whatever you want to call it, but they keep winning these games close. And if I'm getting points with them against a team that I don't think is any better, especially with DK Batcalf looking like he is going to be out, uh, which is the weakness of the Giants' uh, defenses defending the pass. Uh, give me the Giants to keep rolling. I actually would take them on the money line, uh, but I feel pretty confident with them getting three points. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, uh, I think I'm going to play Giants Moneyline. Um, I actually think I'm going to do a um, a parlay Broncos-Giants, which sounds kind of crazy, but uh, give it a shot. Uh, the These uh, small dogs have been winning uh, a lot. consistently yep. um, this year. It's just been one of those crazy years. And the Giants have a knack for winning close games, and, and people can say it's luck or whatever. I think it's a... Uh, a combination of a coach who knows what his team is capable of. Um, I've also seen them uh, crush deficits of more than two scores uh, going into the fourth quarter and coming out with wins. I just, I just think it's a, it's a good spot uh, once again to take a team that just seems to keep getting disrespected by Vegas. I mean, if they cover here and outright win, we'll probably never see them at plus three again against, uh, another team that you would say is arguably overachieving at this point. I, I completely agree. And I'm happy for Joe's brain, Matt, seriously. I'm uh, not happy total, for Joe. I told, well, I mean, the reason I'm really happy for him is he's just going to, it's, it's going to be a tease. You know, they're going to end up winning 10, 11 games and they're going to get smoked uh, in the wild card round. Cause they ain't winning their division. Uh, Sunday night game. Is there any chance the Packers don't get blown out. Buffalo's giving 11 and a half, which makes this obviously something you got to think about. But, man, Buffalo has beat down bad teams. I've been saying on this podcast for now a month, I think the Packers are garbage. They continue to show it by once again losing last week to Washington. Uh, anyway, they keep this game close. Yeah, is Jordan Love starting? Because the last time I checked, Aaron Rodgers – 
getting 11 points, that is the most disrespectful thing I've seen in forever. That is and, true. And I'm still not taking them, Cass. The, Pan- the Packers are, they're really dysfunctional right now. And um, I just can't trust that against a team that's clearly motivated and would love the challenge of burying Aaron Rodgers right now. So, Correct me if I'm wrong. Weren't you the one saying the last couple of years that they were that weak, good team that they, you know, they kept winning all yeah, these for the games, time. but they were not very good. And maybe that's finally coming to fruition, especially with the Devonte Adams, you know, leaving. It didn't take much to turn this team from a team that, you know, again, they were winning 10, 11 games. You got to give them credit, but they didn't win any playoff games in that stretch. You know what I'm saying? And that, yeah. to, to, to your point, they would get beat when they you know, faced really good teams. And maybe, you know, they're probably having to pay the piper this year. There's there's a thread uh, probably back in like 2015 or 16 where I said that the Packers' main issue is that they don't want to spend money and that they are too dependent on um, talent evaluation and talent development. And, you know, you just can't sustain that uh, in the NFL because you, you're going to miss on more – on more of your picks than what you actually hit on. And that's one thing I think gets lost in the draft. 90% of these people don't pan out. And it's a combination of spending money, getting free agents and developing what you already have. And then hoping that you hit on some of these picks. And uh, it's kind of just caught up to the Packers. I was still, I'm still baffled that they didn't go out and try to get a free agent receiver or um, pay Adams whatever the you wanted. That they got. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and today's NFL, whether people want to admit or not, receivers are very fucking important. Look at Stephon Diggs to Buffalo. When did Buffalo become this juggernaut offensively? When they went out and got Stephon Diggs, it's a big part of these offenses. Uh, and, you know, the rookies are coming in and being more impactful. I just think it's more and more of a big position and it's just the arrogance and hubris to be like, we're going to let go of the guy that Aaron Rodgers lived throwing to and think we're going to be okay. And again, they're, they're paying for uh, that arrogance and just, it's, it's tough. All he right. Was top 10. I just want to say, just reiterate. Yeah. He was top 10 historically in every major receiving and offensive category that they had. And look what he's doing in Oakland, right? I mean, excuse yep. me, Vegas. He's he's balling out there. He's not the reason that, you know, they're 500. Uh, the Bengals are going to Cleveland on Monday night. Cincy's given three. I feel like Cincy has kind of found their stride. I, I thought – I was surprised, honestly, since he struggled so much earlier in the year. I predicted them to be um, you know, back in the AFC title game, potentially back in the Super Bowl. I just think that they were a year early last year, and, uh, you know, early in the season, Burrow was hanging on to the ball too long, and they were, you know, I don't think they're the best coach team in the world, but, I mean, talent-wise, there's very few teams that have that talent. Cleveland, it's a shame. Uh, well, I mean, I guess it's not a shame because Deshaun Watson's a piece of shit, but uh, mm-hmm. if they had Watson right now, you, it would be hard to believe Cleveland probably wouldn't be 5-2 and two, uh, and not 2-5 and five because they have lost – game after game, late, because Jacoby Brissett, who's been fine, but he can't make the play when it matters, and he's turned it over several times with the game on the line. I just I find it hard to believe Bengals don't beat this team. And again, Cleveland against the run, 
Uh, I said it going into last week. They had given up 486 yards and six touchdowns in their previous three games. But with Lamar's running, they gave up another 195 and three touchdowns last week. Uh, I expect Mixon to have a good game, and they're not very great against pass either. I just think the Bengals' offense is rolling, and they're going to keep going this week and, and win pretty easily. If the Bengals keep doing what they're doing, um, they should be fine. Uh, one thing about um, about the Bengals is they don't run the ball that well anyway, so that shouldn't really come Perfect. into effect. Yeah. Um, and Zach, Zach Taylor, he doesn't seem like the type of coach to to emphasize um, – <laughs> you know, let's make let's make this part of the game plan because we got a good matchup this week. He's not like he doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. Um, so I I think um, I hate that it's three and a half. I really want... oh did it move to three and a half because I had it at three. Yeah, I still got it at three and a half. I really wanted it at three, but um, I'd be willing to 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 just take the. Three. Oh, you're right. It is three and a half. Okay. Yeah, I'd be willing. I'd be willing to lay it. All right, so I'm with you. Three and a half is a little bit different than three, but um, I still think since he rolls. All right, anything else that we missed from this week or anything else you want to say um, about what's going on? Because it's it still seems to be a lot of home dogs winning, right? Especially these smaller home dogs have been huge uh, so far with, for seven weeks. With the um, application of analytics, um, I think – a lot of the historical data on key numbers is is becoming um, non-existent and that people need to update their data a little. Uh, so with that being said, I think you you if you look at this year's games, uh, you will find that people who buy the hook when they bet the money uh, on the spreads or even on the over-unders are probably winning more um, than what they would have in years past because people are going for two when they're down 14 um, and things like that uh, are coming into play. More people going for it on fourth downs and stuff like that. Uh, key uh, game, Bills, Ravens, I won because I got in on the Ravens at three and a half and because the um, the aggression that they showed down at the goal line, which is, again, is the right call. But because of that aggression, it put me in a situation where a field goal would ultimately just win the game for the Bills, and they opted for that rather than going for the touchdown uh, because of, again, analytics. Analytics says, hey, you are now in control of the ball. Um, just run the clock down and kick a field goal rather than score and give them the ball back with, like, 10 seconds left. Like, your best option is to just run the clock out and, and kick the field goal, and that ended up winning me money. So um, just keep that in mind. Uh, for people out there, like uh, I know we, I used to say, and I think some people still say two and a half. Uh, if you are betting the favorite rather than three, three and a half. If you are betting the dog rather than three, um, or bump it up to three if it's two and a half for the dog. Buy the hooks. That's all I'm saying. That was that whole spiel. Just buy the hooks. Even if you're like, ah, oh, I don't want to take the hit on the money. It's, it's you're talking like ten, twenty cents most of the time. Trust me. By the hooks. <laughs> also, just real quickly, on the over-unders, which we've been talking about the under-hitting so much, there is 14 teams in the NFL right now that are 2-4, and 2-5, and 1-5, and five, or 1-6 and six on the over-under hitting. So they've been going under. It's some of the teams that you would expect. Indy, Denver, 
Tampa, the Rams, Buffalo, because theirs is so high all the time, Carolina, the Giants, Pittsburgh, uh, the Cowboys, the Dolphins, the Niners. I mean, there's teams that continue to hit the under. There's some real value there. I mean, just Indy, Denver, and Tampa alone are 3-18 and uh, on the over-under. The Rams and Buffalo are two and ten. So there's there's some money to be made right there, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's just something that I've been trying to pay more attention to. I've been trying to do at least a couple unders each week, uh, and until you know these these percentages flip, there's only like I said, I think there's eight teams in the NFL right now that have more games that have hit the over uh, than the under. And then again, we've got. 14 teams that have uh, at best two and four, two and five, one and five, one and six, uh, the over under. So there is some value there. But uh, as always, great work, Alan. I uh, I hope your Niners get a win this week. I definitely hope my Falcons do. If they don't, and we don't get Ritter time, your boy's going to start to get a little uh, a little hangry and a little angry at uh, Arthur Smith <laughs> because. I want to see what we got. I know you don't think it's much, and that's probably the right opinion, but I just want to see because, I mean, it's a shame when you got Drake London and Cal Pitts, and they're they're blocking. Uh, so I want to see what those guys can do. Yeah, that's your coach's fault. He don't want to use them. Well, I mean, I think, though, in fairness to him, he also understands that the best way for them to win is to do what they're doing, which is just try to shorten games and, you know, get three, four yards at a time. So – uh, it's I understand the conundrum, you know, to where it's like, but at the same time, I just look at we're not going to be. I mean, what I mean, what's the ceiling? We win eight, nine games, and we might get in the playoffs and get knocked out in the first round. So to me, let's see what we got. Let's open it up. So, but uh, I understand as a coach, that's not the way they think, and I get that. But yeah. uh, anyway, but well, for week number eight, I hope you guys have a bunch of winners. This is Keith Fleming. Alan, the gambling guru. We'll see you guys soon. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money.